So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Knox from Enforced. And we're asking some questions say about their upcoming album, War Remains. So congrats on that. By the way, how do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? So far, so good. Um slowly reviews are starting to come in and you, it, the standard average score is 9.5 out of 10 which is goddamn hell yeah fucking awesome yeah um really happy with it and i'm I'm glad that people are really vibing on it and digging it as well yeah the, the sure. album is fucking insane it rocks yeah yeah and i mean it, obviously we were talking we chatted about the last record as well and it really feels like you guys have had some momentum since then you know with with oh, press and sure. touring and everything it's it's been awesome to see Mm, yeah we've been we've been working really hard <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> to, say the, to say the least <laughs> yeah uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art um the cover art was kind of a collaboration with me and joe patagno uh who drew Kilgrid. and he hit me up in november of i believe 2021 right before we went on the decibel tour with the obituary and he was just like hey man what did what do you want to do? And I was like, I have no idea. I don't have songs or lyrics. So like, I don't know what to give you. And he's like, just give me what you got in your notes and keep it coming. Like, okay. So um, I just sent him a bunch of just like psychotic gibberish. I've been writing down and he was just like, give me more. I need more. <laughs> and so I, I, I sent him like, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of just random emails of just blurbs and weird shit. And uh, that's what he drew. So I was like, it's sick, but it's also kind of disturbing. Okay. So um, the cover art came. I think that's, what, that's just what my head looks like, I guess, on the inside. So the cover art came before the songs, pretty much? I mean, some of the songs were already written, but like it definitely came before recording or anything like that. We were probably like halfway done with writing it. That's crazy. But I didn't have any lyrics or anything. Yeah, it was, it was weird. He was very like gung-ho about it. He was pumped. And I was like, we haven't even thought of a record yet. Um. So we had the album art first, uh, which is new. That's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of like writing lyrics and stuff, it was cool to have like a picture, or, like a template on like this is the vibe that you have to stay within, like the the box of. Mm-hmm. Um. So the uh the song War Remains has kind of like multiple meanings. It can mean remnants of war. Mm-hmm. or war still around um it kind of just depends on who's reading it and what they interpret it from it okay. um but the idea was that I, I was reading this uh psychology book called uh, a terrible love of war by james hillman and he has this whole big diatribe in the beginning and it ends with something along the lines of like as long as humanity exists, war shall remain. And I was like, War Remains is a great song name and a great album title. So I'm going to take that. Thank you. Hell yeah. And uh, kind of base the whole album, like starting from that moment going around. Mm-hmm. So like when we're talking about the writing process for the record, it sounds like the the title was already kind of decided on. The album artwork was, was done very early on in the writing process. Did you feel like cramped or like you you really couldn't expand on your ideas because like you had this whole visual concept already set no i mean the visual was kind of uh how i would have written anyway but it just kind of gave me a clear 
literally a picture of like what uh what to expect if i was say if i was one of y'all and like saw the album cover what do you think is inside that album yeah and i was like okay well i was gonna write about that stuff anyway but now i can just get like a good visual on it and that can kind of help just as a motivational tool okay that makes sense yeah right Uh, so what song off this album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite none of them took all that long um i think maybe starve probably took the longest because that the no not starve starve and empire because those two songs if you were to take riffs apart and switch them in between each song those were how they were originally constructed but it didn't work out so we switched it didn't sound right so we switched them around and now it's not it sounded a lot better the flow was better so I think I guess those two because they took the most amount of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my personal favorite, geez, probably. I think this is hard. I like them all That's a lot. Good. Probably, probably aggressive menace because that was the one that I think we were all on board of. Like that has to be the first song on a record because mm-hmm. like once you drop the needle, it just fucking goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. I listen to that song all the time just because I'm just like, I love when you just hit play and just punches you in the face like immediately. I love it. Um, so how did the track list the album come about? Did you guys write the opening of the opener, close to be closer, did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Shuffled it around for maybe about a week. Um, we didn't, there was like a minor debate about it, but I mean, once it started kind of coming together, the pieces just kind of fell where they uh, where they landed pretty much. Um, I think I think the only stipulation or only problem that we had was having the quickening and hang by my hand. Those being second and third kind of switched around a lot because mm-hmm. um, it's like it could go either way. But the way I mean, I don't. It could have worked either way. Um, and then I think Empire got shuffled around a little bit. But ultimately, with the lyrics and everything that kind of seal it up at the end, that made the most sense that it should be the last track. So that it was pretty it was pretty seamless. All right. That's good. Uh, Empire makes the most sense, in my opinion, as the closer, because it's got that. Like, yeah. It has that ending feel, you know? It's very definite. Yeah. It's yeah. just done. Absolutely. There, you can't. There's no song coming up after that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Um, I can't really speak for the music. Um, I know Will, Zach, and Alex all, you know, write together, um, I think every Thursday. Um, for I think maybe like an hour, hour and a half. So I think they're constantly, you know, I think they're probably a little bit more comfortable with, with each other, you know, working in that way and kind of keeping like a consistent routine so i know that they're comfortable in that and i think that's a big that's a big change from how Kildred was because that was kind of all over the place um trying to figure out what to do uh in terms of when to write and how to write and stuff like that so i think we've just gotten better at our instruments and more comfortable with the whole writing process um lyrically 
I'm I'm in a better space than I was for Kilgrid for sure. I've kind of gotten my routine down as well for for writing. So it was huh? it was relatively easy. I, I mean, I'm saying that in retrospect, it was probably a pain in the ass, but. I mean, I'm not like still dreading it or still thinking about it and stuff like that. I was for Kilgrid. I was super stressed for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Well, happy to hear that you're doing better for this album cycle. Yeah. Doing great. Doing oh, yeah. great. That's awesome. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should you do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? Headphones. Just, I mean, our driver running in the car. Um, that was one of the first tests I did when I uh, uh, when I worked for this one specific company before I got fired from the last store. Um, when we were done with it, I was working at a property and I had to go like go to Lowe's to get light bulbs or something. I was like, I wonder if I can get to Lowe's and back to this property and hear the entire album. So it's like, a, and I, I was able to like I parked once I got back, it was over. Like the second I took the key out. Damn. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that it is a perfect quick trip to the store. <laughs> you can get through the whole thing, uh, just run into the store real fast to grab something and coming back. So I thought that was really cool. Um and I I mean, yeah, drive around, drive fast, go on the interstate and stand on it. Break break the law. Um <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, whatever is the most preferable for however people listen to records or music nowadays. Like, I usually just listen to it on the record player or, um, or on my phone with earbuds in. But I'm also not like a big audiophile, so I kind of, I'm not like super picky. Yeah, that that's, <laughs> that's fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's realistic. Mm -hmm. Uh, so are you able to talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album? challenging or standout moments um there was in the studio um they had randomly rewritten mercy killing fields and they had taken the chorus out mm -hmm. and i was like why did you do that <laughs> um that's the best part and they're like no it sounds better this way i'm like no it doesn't um and that was kind of i i don't stand in the way of them writing songs or whatever but that, that was like the one time i was like i want to put my foot down or, or die on any hill it's it's this one right here it, it has yeah. to go back the other way yeah. and they're like yeah okay and when we're done with it they're like yeah it's pretty sick like, yes. <laughs> um and then i think a challenge for alex because we we recorded kilgrey with a click track for the drums and like a tempo map and he had a really hard time getting that to work for kilgrid we tried to do it this time for War Remains, and he was just like, dude, this sucks. It's not fun. I don't play like this. It's very unnatural. Let's just delete all of it, and let me just play how I want to play. Mm -hmm. And we are like, okay. And so he did, and uh, it's faster. It's fast as fuck. <laughs> yes. That's how he That's how he plays live. It's just just balls out, just fast. <laughs> and I think it's like, and it sounds, it sounds awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. like it sounds very natural it sounds unique mm -hmm. i mean it's not it's not perfect mm -hmm. it, the tempo kind of wobbles all over the place but who cares like at the it's end of the fun. day 
it's worse. Yeah, for for like the average listener, they're not going to realize that it wasn't played to a kick. Like, I, I or sorry to a yeah, like yeah, who cares? Like no one. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be someone who's just like that tempo changed by yeah. like two beats per minute. Someone like, in the, in for the... five seconds. Okay, sure. Like, someone yes. in the lamb goat fucking. I'm in, uh, I'm in section. I'm every interview I'm doing. I'm a minute it now. I'm getting it out of the way. So no one can say shit. We yeah. know. We know. <laughs> we know. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Two people. Yeah. Two people care. Uh, <laughs> um, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Vicious. Aggressive. Scathing. Nice. That's good. Perfect. Love it. Yay. <laughs> Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Yeah, uh, I guess a sense of fear or like desperation that like the clock is ticking and you should probably, you know, look at the future in kind of a darker light and kind of don't, don't hope for anything because hope is fake, like doesn't exist. Um, so yeah, you should really like fend for yourself and take care of yourself and those you love and kind of you know just be 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 very aware of your surroundings. I guess I, I I don't know. Like the world is a dark place, so just that's true. Get used to it. It's not getting any better. Damn. Fair enough. That's crazy Sorry. to hear. No, no, that's <laughs> yeah. that's completely fair. You're completely right. It's just we never hear like real not i don't want to call you know other responses you know fake but it's usually just whatever you get from it is awesome as long as you're listening to it but you're you're being completely true that's right yeah yeah well i mean like i, I was talking to someone yesterday about it because they were talking about the lyrics and i'm like i can't remember remember exactly what they were saying or like what they were trying to imply but i was like dude it can be taken everything can be interpreted in like four or five different ways so like it just depends on the, the listener so but if at the same time, if I have to tell, if I have to tell you what it's about, like it's probably not good, um, or like what to what to be thinking about when you're listening to it. Yeah, I don't think that's good, but because I don't want to steer anyone's head in any specific direction. But that's what I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you if you listen to it and you get something completely different out of it, more power to you. Cool. I'm just happy you're reading. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Cup of noodle. Cup of and noodle. A Red Bull. Damn. Um, yeah. It's a trick that I found from the last tour we were on. Because mm -hmm. if you're on tour in the winter, it sucks. Especially if you're like in the Midwest or in the Pacific Northwest, the weather sucks. Your feet are always cold and it's hard to warm up. Mm -hmm. so when you go to the gas station get the spicy cup noodle get that that hot water tap from the coffee maker mm -hmm. and then just sip on some hot soup it's i mean how much hot food are you going to get from like a random gas station not much exactly but that's that's one reliable one all right For sure. um, yeah my 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 favorite used to be a big bag of beef jerky and a really big sugar-free red bull mm -hmm. but I might go back to that since we're going to be touring in the summer. I don't know. Yeah. But touring in the winter, mm -hmm. cup noodles. 
Man, yeah, that's, that's a good glad tip. That you're going, yeah, glad, glad you're going in the summer. You get to have stuff you enjoy rather than like survival food. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, it's still going to be survival mode, but true. I'll have to, or maybe I'll bring my own. There you go. It's always an option. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, on the topic of food, if the band was the dish, what dish would the band be and why? What would the dish, what dish would we be? Mm-hmm. A good Sunday spaghetti dinner. Oh. Um, if we have like an off day or something, we'll usually get an Airbnb like in between or wherever we're playing mm-hmm. and just make a big spaghetti dinner or like order pizza or something like that. But usually it's pasta. So that's well, we did that in Europe. We did we've done that in the States. Like I think that's something we're always gonna do. <laughs> Hopefully. Wow. Are you but, all like um, cooking together in the kitchen? It most of it's will, but um but yeah, sometimes everyone will chip in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I remember we're in, we we got to the place we were staying in France before a show really early. And we bought all these. We're suckers for charcuterie boards. Yeah. And like in France, it's like super easy to make like a bomb ass one. Mm-hmm. So, and really cheap. So we got all these crazy, um, sausages and cheeses and stuff like i had no idea what i was buying but i just bought a ton of it yeah and uh will made spaghetti and i made this huge charcuterie board uh next to a hot tub and just fed everyone in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man that Balling. sounds awesome yeah it was fun as hell hell yeah, hell yeah that's awesome all right <laughs> um so for the last couple questions we're gonna shift completely away from music so if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? Just for the sake of friendship, I'll say a snake. Um, my friend Andy is like an amateur herpetologist, so he like goes out in the middle of nowhere to find like turtles and snakes and lizards and stuff. That's awesome. And he's been he's been traveling all over the country finding cool snakes and taking awesome pictures of them and stuff. So for his collection, I'd like to be a cool a corn snake, the one that's at like it's like red with the yellow and black stripes. Yeah. That one. All right. Good pick. All right. Uh, so, if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be, and why? Ben Franklin. Okay. <laughs> um, in his day, he was like the pseudo like jack of all trades, kind of like armchair scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that from reading his autobiography. So I would like to have like a sit down chat with him and be like, okay, here's where you're wrong about everything. <laughs> and, two, and two, here's what's going on. <laughs> and we'll do it over McDonald's, which like the taste to him would probably, his head would explode. Yeah, that would kill him, actually. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure it would. Salt and and I, would, like, I would show him an iPhone and then he would eat a McNugget and his head would just like, implode. Yeah. And then That's I would a- be on the $100 bill. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, so for this last question, boom, you're on a desert island. You can bring one movie, one album, and one person. Who and what are you bringing? One person. I bring my girlfriend, Megan. Um, we She's very outdoorsy, so we could definitely make it work. That's good. Um, one movie... Well, she's going to be on the island with me. I got to bug the hell out of her. So 
Let's do Biodome. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, one album. Again, because I got a bugger. The Biodome soundtrack. Now, um, I would probably say either it's a it's a tie. It's either Sepultura, KSAD, or Paper Eat Satisfaction is the Death of Desire. One of those two. Nice. Because if I want to be chopping down trees and everything, I got to get some music to pump me up. Of Absolutely. course, yeah. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, new album comes out April 20th. April 24th, geez. April 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Instagram at EnforcedRVA um, for all the news and where you can find the albums and tickets to our upcoming tour with Venom and Exhumed and Acid Witch along with all the other tours that are about to be announced. Um, that's pretty much it. Just thanks for thanks for listening, and I uh, hope you all enjoyed the episode. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sounds. It's been Knox from Enforced, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.